Well, hello, People's Church. Are you doing well today? It is good to see you. Success starts on Sunday in God's house, and we're here to lift up Jesus. And I do, I know you've been welcomed already of all of, all of our campuses, but I just want to personally welcome all of our guests and just let you know we're really glad uh, to have you here, that you carved out some of your weekend to be with us at People's Church. And I hope if you're looking for a church home that you don't have to look any further. I hope that we become family and that we can help you on your spiritual journey. And for all of our guests, if you're new today or new over the last four or five weeks at People's Church, next Sunday is our guest reception. And so uh, be sure to get the information in your bulletin. There's a lot of information for all of our guests and all of our regular attenders as well in your bulletin. But we look forward to meeting all of our guests next week and going to have a special guest reception and give you a free copy of my book called But God Changes Everything at all of our locations. So uh, look forward to meeting all of our guests next week. And, and I also want you to know next Sunday is Vision Sunday. Listen, God has a vision for your life. God has a vision and a purpose for your life. And we're going to talk to you about that next week. Vision Sunday It's also Jersey Day. So be sure it's Super Bowl Sunday. So wear your favorite team's jersey next Sunday. We're going to have a great time in the house of the Lord. And something I do want to point out in your bulletin as well is just there's a free financial class. So many people are just stressed out in the area of finances and figuring out how to get out of debt and get savings and all that good stuff. We have a free class coming up in February. So be sure to get your bulletin and read that and get yourself to that financial class. We want to help you in every area of your life here at People's Church. Church family, was prayer and fasting amazing or what? Come on. I mean, was it electric or what? God is doing something at People's Church. Matter of fact, at a 6 a.m. prayer meeting this week, we had 1,088 people seeking God at 6 a.m. at our campuses. Come on, that's revival right there, church. To get almost 1,100 people at 6 a.m. in the morning together, praying and seeking God, something special is happening at People's Church. And next year, we're going to do 21 days of prayer and fasting together. I know some of you are, are joining with me, me and some of our staff that we're doing 21 days this year, but next year as a church starting January the 4th, January the 4th, we're going to do 21 days of prayer and fasting as a church. There's just something special happening in our church right now, and I want to capitalize on the spiritual momentum of what the Lord is doing. So I'm calling a special prayer meeting on January, or excuse me, February the 5th. Deeper night, that Wednesday night, I need you to mark your calendars at 6 p.m. We're going to have a special prayer service right before Deeper Night. And Deeper Night in February is going to be miracles. So the first Wednesday night of every month, we have Deeper Night. And so I want you to be here at 6 p.m. an hour early. We'll have pizza for you, but get pizza and come in the auditoriums and seek God with your church family. How many of you know breakthroughs happen when we pray? Miracles happen when we pray. So we got to pray. And we're believing God's going to do great things as we continue to pray and seek God together. And People's Church, not today, Satan. Have you enjoyed this series, church? Come on, has God been speaking to you through this series? I, I, I do believe there's something on this series right now. I just sense it in my heart. I, I had another series I was going to preach in February, but because of just what God is doing in our church and how he's speaking to hearts and lives, I'm going to continue the series throughout the month of February. So in February, we're going to talk about not today, Satan. I scrapped the other series and we're going to talk about not today, Satan, because God is doing it. We're kicking the devil in his teeth, church. Come on now. 
So we're going to talk about this in the month of February as well. So looking forward to all God's going to do uh, throughout the month of February. Well, not today, say that I want to talk to you from this thought, wake up, wake up. And, and I have to tell you, church, I love to sleep. I, I enjoy sleeping. You remember, you remember as a kid, when they said, your, your bedtime's 8.30. No, I don't want to go to bed at 8.30. I don't want to go to bed. Come here, a teenager, like, your bedtime's 10.30. I don't want to go to bed at 10.30. I'm, I, I'm 15. I'm 16. I don't want to go to bed. I want to stay up till 11. Stay up till 11.30. I'm, I'm, I'm big now. Come on, you get in your 40s. You get in your 50s. You get in your 60s. You're like, bedtime. Yes, bedtime. Hey! It's bedtime. Boy, it's amazing how things change. You can't wait to go to bed. And there, there are different kinds of sleepers. There are usually two categories of sleepers. There are heavy sleepers and light sleepers. I'm a heavy sleeper. When I go to bed, I'm out. Tiffany can come in, bounce on the bed, make some noise. She goes, did you hear me last night? Nope, I didn't hear a word. I didn't hear anything. I slept all like a baby. Tiffany, on the other hand, if I go to bed after her, then I got to walk in and just be, and I think I'm being quiet. Tiffany goes, she wakes up, turns, and like, I'm like, man, she, she's just a light sleeper, just, just light, and, and there's also uh, another category of sleepers, so you got heavy sleeper and light sleepers, and then you got people that hit the snooze button, and then you got non-snooze button hitters on the alarm clock. How many of you hit the snooze button every morning? Come on, where, where my snooze button at? Uh-huh, uh-huh. The alarm goes off. That's t- this morning, my, the alarm clock went off, Tiffany. I heard the alarm clock go off. I was up getting ready, and Tiffany, I, I didn't see her five minutes later, because Tiffany, Tiffany sets her alarm clock planning on sleeping in longer. I don't understand that. I want all of my sleep. Why, why, why are you going? Huh? I, I don't want to do that. No, no, don't wake me up. The, the alarm clock, listen, hitting that snooze button. Who's ever hit it and missed an appointment? Anybody ever hit the snooze button and slept in? Come on, lift them hands in church and tell them thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> hitting the snooze button can cause you to miss some important appointments in life. And, and can I tell you, when it comes to our spiritual enemy, he wants you to sleep spiritually in 2020. He wants you to miss out on the opportunities that God has for your life. I believe today, church, I believe today that the alarm clock is sounding. God is saying, wake up. I've got so much for your life in 2020. And there are some people sleeping and you're going to miss out on God's will. You're going to miss out on God's plan for your life. You're going to miss out on all God wants to do in you and through you in 2020. You've got to wake up. The Bible talks a lot about this. It's really interesting to study this in scripture, how much the Bible talks to us about Christians not sleeping, how as Christians we need to wake up so that we don't miss out on God's plan for our lives. Let me give you some examples in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter five and verse 14. It says, this is why why it is said, wake up sleeper, 
rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. The scripture says, listen to me, we've got to wake up. And once we wake up spiritually, Christ will shine on you. But first you got to wake up. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse six says this. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. Verse 7, for those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. And some of you get drunk in the daytime, but that's a whole other sermon right there. That's, a, a whole, a whole, that's another topic right there. Wake up! Romans chapter 13 verse 11 says, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come. Notice this, for you to Wake up, Christians. This is for Christians. Wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. I like how 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 describes it. It says, stay alert. You got to wake up. Then it says, watch out because you can't watch out sleeping. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion, lion looking for someone to devour. And we've come to tell the devil, not today, Satan. We are an awake church. We are not hitting the spiritual snooze button in 2020. We are awake, awake and ready for everything that God has for our lives. We are awake and we're ready for everything God has for our church. I need some help preaching today. Look at your neighbor and just tell him, wake up. Oh, that was weak, Northwest Midway. That was weak. Look at your neighbor and say, wake up. You got to wake up. You got to wake up. We are watching out for those spiritual snooze buttons because we're going to stay awake in 2020 and get everything that God has for our lives. Well, here's what I want to do today. I want to talk to you about three spiritual snooze buttons you need to watch out for. Three spiritual snooze buttons you need to watch out for. For and and the first is this watch out for the spiritual snooze button of comfort. Hear me, church. The spiritual snooze button of comfort. What I want to do for the next few moments for all of you that have God's word with you, a Bible, your Bible app with you. We're going to look at Luke chapter nine today. Luke chapter nine and verse 57. I'm just going to kind of walk down verse by verse for the next few moments because I want us to see these spiritual snooze buttons that will keep us from becoming all that God wants us to be. In verse 57, it says, and they were walking along. Someone said to Jesus, notice what he says. I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus, I'm all in. I'll follow you wherever you go. Verse 58, Jesus replied, foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place even to lay his head. Jesus said, do you really want to follow me? Because some of the places I'm going won't be comfortable. The discipleship demands sacrifice and Jesus never hid that cost. He never hid it. Jesus told him, you won't even have a place to lay your head. And when I read that, that messes with me because I love my pillow. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, like I'm a pillow guy. I'm a pillow snob. I, I, I like my pillow. I don't want just any pillow. I've got a favorite pillow. Whenever I would go visit Tiffany's family in, in Nebraska, we would go up as a family. They had a store there called Yonkers. 
And I would go into Yonkers, and one time I went in several years ago, and they were having a sale on pillows. And there, come on, Herbert Cooper loves sale. I bought almost everything on sale. And so I having a sale. And, and so I bought a pillow at Yonkers, and man, that thing, my favorite pillow, it just hit my head just right. And, and I got a pillow routine. Anybody got a pillow routine? I got a, I got a pillow routine every night. I get, I get my pillow out the bed. I grab it at the end of the pillow because the, the the, 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 the pillow cover and I just shake it. I get about three or four good shakes then I tuck the pillow case on the, on the other side and that thing's fluffy y'all. Oh. Ooh, it's, good, it's good sleep. But the devil attacked me one day. I pulled up in Grand Island opened the door to go to Yonkers and it went out of business. I said, the devil is a liar. Where I got to get my pillow. I need, where is Yonkers at? I, I love that pillow because that pillow keeps me comfortable. And the reality is, well, we love to be comfortable. Church, let me tell you, it was, it was, it was this past summer, summer of 2019. We woke up on a Friday and the AC was out in the summer. Oh, Lord, I tried to go to sleep Friday night. I, I tossed, I, I turned. Boy, it was hot in the bedroom. And so the next morning, I got up first thing in the morning. I got the, I got, I Googled, I Googled air condition. And I, I called up an air conditioned man and said, man, can you come to the house? It is hot. He goes, we charge extra on Saturdays. I don't care what you charge. Charge me 60 cents. I will find it in savings. Get it somewhere, baby. We got to get the AC man out of here. That brother came out because, man, I was uncomfortable. I was, I, was in, I was uncomfortable. The hot water went out in our house this fall. We've been having all kinds of house issues. The hot water tank, hot water went out. And, and, and come on, how I many you know the devil's in cold showers? You know what I mean? Nobody will take me. Like, <laughs> no, I, the cold shower. So we had to call the plumber out. Come out and tell us what's wrong. Why don't we have hot water running. We want to be comfortable in the shower. I, January of this year, my AC went out in my car. And I'm driving and it got about 65, 70 degrees in January and my family was complaining. It's hot that in here. It's hot. And I'm like, it is hot. I'm trying to roll down the window. The devil is a liar. I better take this car in. Come on, somebody. I got that AC working again in January. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because I want to be comfortable we love comfort and people hit the snooze button because they want to be comfortable people's church you cannot follow Jesus and be comfortable at the same time you can't stay comfortable Luke chapter 9 and verse 23 says this then he said to them all Jesus did whoever wants to be my disciple I'm not talking about just cute Christianity I'm talking about people who want to be a disciple who want to follow Jesus. He says, if you really want to follow me, you must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. And friends, denying ourselves is not comfortable. We don't live in a culture that denies itself. We live in a culture that, that we want to just satisfy all of our desires. We want to live and be happy. We want to be comfortable. And today, listen, when you when people think about picking up their cross and carrying it. So many people have the wrong concept. We hear about the cross today and we think carrying 
wearing our cross could mean wearing a cross on our necklace, on our, around our chest, around our, our, our neck. Some people think carrying a cross means I got a cross, it's a ring, it's, 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 it's in the shape of a ring, a cross. And some people have earrings that are in the shape of a cross and they, they think I'm carrying a cross because I'm wearing some earrings that look like a, a cross. There are some people that think a problem that they have, that they're carrying that problem for Jesus. But, but we have the wrong understanding of what Jesus meant when he said deny yourself and pick up your cross. When Jesus was saying that in that culture, he was saying die to yourself. You see, the Romans forced criminals to carry their own cross and they were crucified on the very cross that they were carrying. You see, they were carrying their own device that was going to kill them, their own execution device. The criminals would carry them and then die on that cross. And Jesus says to you and I, take up your cross and that means he says die to yourself and follow me and friends it is not comfortable to die to our own flesh it is not comfortable to die to our own desires and our own wants and our own opinions it's not comfortable to die matter of fact I, I have a cross backstage they, they, they got it for me this week because I was going to preach right now on this point with a cross. I was going to carry a cross around. But this morning, I tried to pick that thing up. That thing was so heavy, it was going to make me uncomfortable. So I left it backstage. That's a true story. I'm like, y'all, this is too heavy. That's not what I meant. I wanted something lighter to work with. <laughs> it's not comfortable to pick up your cross and to carry it. It's not comfortable to leave some old friends that are dragging you away from Jesus. No, those are my friends. We've been friends for years, but they're pulling you away from Jesus. But I want what I want. Jesus says, no, pick up your cross, die to yourself, and follow me. It's not always comfortable leaving a dating relationship that's dragging you away from Jesus, that's calling you, causing you to fall into sin. And it's not easy to fire that text or that call to say, you know, we have to end this relationship because it's not healthy for me. You got to pick up your cross and go against your flesh and deny yourself. It's not easy serving your spouse and serving your spouse's needs, especially when your spouse is on your nerves. Am I serving you? But we got to pick up our cross and deny ourselves, die to ourselves. It, 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 listen, it's not easy it, it, to, to, to get up early, early in the morning and to put Jesus first by reading your Bible and by praying and by worshiping. It's much easier to hit the snooze button and just sleep in and do what our flesh wants. But we've got to pick up our cross and die to ourselves and follow Jesus. It's not easy for our parking lot team to be in the parking lot when it's 30 degrees outside and raining or in the middle of August when it's 103 degrees they don't always want to be out there serving us but they pick up their cross and die to themselves listen to me church if we're going to follow Jesus we've got to deny ourselves don't fool yourself Jesus never hid the cost of discipleship he said if you really want to follow me now this thing's not going to be comfortable. You may not have a place to lay your head. You'd have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and die to your own desires. Look at your neighbor and just tell him, wake up. That was weak. Say, wake up. You got to wake up or you will fall asleep being comfortable. Number two is this. Number two is this. Watch out for the spiritual snooze button of complacency. 
of complacency. Notice back in the text in Luke chapter 9 and verse 59, he said to another person, Jesus said, come, follow me. Notice this, the man agreed, but he said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. Jesus told the man, come, follow me. And the man said this, I think it's interesting. He said, Lord, first let me, first let me. And this perfectly describes the spiritual snooze button of complacency. He knows Jesus is Lord. He, yeah, Lord, I, yes, Lord, you are Lord. I agree to follow you, but first let me. I'll follow you, but, but, but first let me do my own thing. I, I'll follow you, but first let me do this or that. Our spiritual enemy lulls people to sleep with, but first let me. And people think they're okay because I agree to follow you, but first let me. How many hunters do I have in the house at all of our locations? If you like to hunt, would you just lift your hand up? All seven of you, praise the Lord, it's awesome. We got such a hunting church. I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious, I'm curious. How many of you have ever went bow hunting with, for deer and actually shot the deer? Come on, congrats, that's, 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 that's a man in the house right now, y'all. Man, you got, go. Now your pastor's not a hunter. I've never went bow hunting. But I got one here right now, church. Oh, praise the Lord. This is fun. And, and you know, those of you that shot a deer with the bow, you, man, you aimed, you got that deer in your sight, and, and, and then boom, you shot that arrow. And, and you know what happens to a lot of Christians? God speaks to them like, oh yeah, Lord, I'm ready. I'll do it. I'll follow you. Ready? Aim. 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 Tomorrow, Lord. Aim. 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 A lot of Christians get stuck. Lord, you know, I'm going to start coming to church faithfully every Sunday starting in February. No, it's, it's the end of January. In March. It's too close to February. In March, Lord. Aim. 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 I'll start reading my Bible and praying every day. God, you know, I'm going to start next week. Ready? Aim. Aim. I'm going to get the growth track, Lord, next session in April. Not, not, not now, Lord, because I've got some things i got to do. Ready? Aim. I'm going to start tithing, Lord, after I buy some more clothes. Aim. Aim. I'm going to get water baptized. I saw the baptism video. We're getting people baptized February 9th. That's too close to Valentine's Day. My hair is going to be all nice. Aim. 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 And you're not busting a grape for Jesus. But yet you feel satisfied because you're aiming. But if you're going to really follow Jesus, you can't get lulled to sleep by complacency. Listen to me. It's not always easy to obey the voice of the Lord, but you cannot be complacent and feel good about yourself because you're aiming. Oh God, you know I'm aiming. No, if you're going to follow Jesus... Y'all see that? I'm proud of myself. You gotta shoot the arrow. Listen to me, people, church. Let me tell you how you overcome complacency. You overcome complacency by taking your next step. 
Your most important step is your next one. See, some of you keep thinking, oh, God, you know, in, 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 in February, in 2021, oh, God, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. Oh, God, show me even what to do next month. And God says, no, 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 no. Your most important step is your next step. I need you to be obedient with what I already told you to do because delay, because this delayed obedience is disobedience. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And God is speaking to you and you have to say not today Satan I am stepping out I'm not going to be comfortable with aim 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 somebody say shoot you got to shoot the arrow or the enemy will lull you to sleep number three is this number three is this number three is this wait watch out for the spiritual snooze button of convenience of convenience Notice what Jesus goes on to say in this text in Luke 9 and verse 61. He says, another said, yes, Lord. Notice what they're saying. Yes, Lord, I will follow you. A lot of people say that. But, but the snooze button stops them. I'll follow you. Notice, but, but first, let me say goodbye to my family. But Jesus told him, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back. I need everybody at all of our campuses to shout, looks back. Looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. This man wanted to follow Jesus when it was convenient. I need to first go say goodbye to everyone. I need to first have a going away party. God, I want to follow you, but the timing is not right right now. It's just not convenient. And Satan is lulling people to sleep with convenience. And please hear your pastor today. Every one of us including me, has to fight against convenience to follow Jesus. In our culture, we're obsessed with convenience. I shared with you a few weeks ago that our microwave went out in our home. I mean, you, you hear your pastor, the AC, the, all of us just happened in church. Just, all of us happened. Microwave went down. And, you know, a man got to have a microwave to live. You know what I'm saying? Because we need convenience whoever created the first drive-through window praise the Lord you know what I'm saying come on we love drive-through windows because we don't have to get out of our car because it is more convenient I have apps on my iPhone and one of my apps is a Starbucks app and what I like about my Starbucks app is I can pre-order my Starbucks drink right from my home Anybody ever done that before? Come on, you got just, you know, you pre-order it and, 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 and then you get to Starbucks and your drink is already sitting there. Who, who's ever ordered 10 minutes ahead of time, got to Starbucks and your drink's not there? You're like, what? Hey, y'all, what y'all doing back? Because cause, cause we love convenience. Come on, lift your hand if you shop online. You know what I'm saying? Where my online? I, I love to shop online, get it delivered right to my house. I go grocery shopping for my wife now. Love it. Love to go grocery shopping. Herbert, will you go to the store? Yes, I will, baby. I pull right up to Walmart to the pickup spot. <laughs> number six. Call the number. I'm here. Bring the groceries. How long will you be? Hey, hello. Call it. Hey, it's been three minutes. Push the card out. We, we love convenience 
Come on, how many of you ever want to throw your computer and just kick it because of slow internet? You know what I'm saying? You're just like, you're like, come on, just work. Go faster. And the young generation, younger generation, they don't know anything about dial-up. You know what I mean? Like trying to get on the internet, you're like dialing up, you know, just taking forever. We love convenience. We even, when we go look for a home, we want to get a home with a garage because our cars need a home. Because just in case we get ice twice a year in Oklahoma, we don't want to have to scrape it off of our windows. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Nowadays, we got dishwashers in home. When I grew up, I was the dishwasher. Who else? Come on. Who else? Come on. I was the dishwasher when I was growing up. But nowadays, it's convenient. We got to have a dishwasher. I remember growing up as a kid, we had to push the lawnmower. And I remember the day I, I was a little older. My daddy bought a riding lawnmower. Our, our, our yard wasn't about this big, but we was riding around in that riding lawnmower. Hey, hey, hey. Because it was more convenient. I mean, think about the progression of the phone. Who remember, who's old enough to remember the rotary phones? Anybody remember the rotary phones? Come on, you remember them, huh? Come on, you remember that? And then you got one wrong number. And then it was revival broke out when they came up with the push button phone. Come on, anybody remember the push button phone? Oh, come on now. That was speed right there. Come on, who had a push button phone with the cord that you hung up in the kitchen? Come on, somebody. You was big time. You had come on. Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, everything's going on. I had a cord on it. Try to get to the refrigerator. <laughs> the push button phone. Who remembers the pay phone? Anybody remember the pay phone? Come on, y'all. Uh, you younger gentlemen don't know nothing about no pay phone. You had to carry a quarter around everywhere you went. Because you never knew who you needed to call. And there, not everybody would accept the collect call. You know what I'm saying? You had to carry a quarter of 50 cents. And then all of a sudden, the evolution of cell phones. Who remember? Come on, cell phone. Who remembers the back in the day? Come on, you had some money when you had a cell phone back in the day. That thing was bigger than your head. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Come on, anybody remember them cell phones? And, and you wanted everybody to know you had one because you had some money if you had a cell phone like that. You know what? Ah, the big cell phones and now they're so small because we like convenience and church we have to fight every day to choose to follow Jesus over convenience Jesus said listen if you really want to follow me you have to put your hand to the plow and you cannot look back if you're looking back it's convenient to look back he says if you look back you're not fit for the kingdom of God and people who are hitting the snooze button of convenience they're always looking back there is it's convenient to look back Looking back at your past, looking back at old friends. Oh, but pastor, you know, I want to follow Jesus, but my friends. And, and, you're, and, you're, and you're always looking back. You're looking back at your old lifestyle. Because if we're honest, come on, some of the sin we were do, was doing back in the day, it was fun. Sin is pleasing for a season. 
And you can find yourself just, just, just looking back, looking back and missing out on what God has for your life. Some of you are looking back at an old job. You're, you're looking back at an old boyfriend, an old girlfriend. You're looking back at, a, at an ex-spouse and what they did and what happened. And you're just living life, looking backwards. Some of you are looking back because years ago you filed bankruptcy and you can't believe what it did to your finances. And, and all you do is live life looking backwards. Your car got repossessed and you're just looking back, just staring back backwards. Some of you right now got a good job, but you keep looking back because you made more money back in the day selling drugs and you're looking back. You're, 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 you're looking backwards today. Some of you, man, you, you are a business owner and one of your employees stole some money in your business and you're just looking back at what they did. So many people are not moving forward and they're stuck in complacency because they're looking backwards. And one of the shortest, most simple, yet most powerful verses in the Bible is three short words. And the scripture says on Luke 17, verse 32, remember Lot's wife. That's the entire verse. Remember Lot's wife. If you're not familiar with this story, because of sin and wickedness of Sodom, Lot's wife was told by the Lord to leave her home, to leave her city. There, there, there was a bright future ahead and he told her, don't look back. And the scripture says in Genesis 19 and verse 26 that Lot's wife, she had left her home. She had left her friends behind because the Lord told her to. Her, told her to. But let me tell you, it's always convenient to look back. And the Bible says that Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Because anybody who puts their hand to the plow and lives a life of convenience and it's always looking back it is not fit for the kingdom of God. Pastor Chris, our Indianapolis campus pastor, he, he told me that when he first learned to ride a bicycle, the very first day, he was so excited. He, he started riding the bike and he got it going without, without mom holding the, 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 the seat any longer. And he was going by himself and he, he was pedaling, he was pedaling. And he looked back and said, look, mom, mom, look, mom, look, I'm riding the bike by myself. Wham! And he ran into the mailbox. A lot of crashes happen because people are living their life looking backwards. Remember Lot's wife. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13, the apostle Paul admonishes us. He encourages us with these words. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. Come on, one thing I do. One thing I do. One thing I'm determined to do in 2020 in January, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I'm straining. I'm straining. I'm straining. Verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. I'm straining forward. I'm pressing forward. I'm moving. I will not. I, I got a desire. I will not look back. I, I'm not going to stay focused on what Jesus has for my life in 2020. Not today, Satan. 
Not today, Satan. I'm no longer looking back. I'm determined to go forward with Jesus Christ. That's for somebody today. That's for somebody today. Go forward, not backwards.